Welcome to the Aaron Church Podcast, where our mission is bringing life to everyone, everywhere, every day. Each podcast episode features the latest talk from our church, which are released weekly. We're passionate about Jesus, love to worship together, and are committed to changing our community for the better. Connect with us at aaronchurch.com. Morning, everybody. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> this morning, I'm talking about mountain guides and I'm talking about how God guides us. So I want to say right from the off, children, this talk is for you. Teenagers, this talk is for you. Adults, this talk is for you because God talks to us all, okay? So as hot as it is, and even though we've got a temperature warning on the screen, stick with me because this is for every single person here, okay? So a Sherpa is a mountain guide. A Sherpa is somebody that leads people up the mountain. A Sherpa is somebody who was born to climb mountains, to connect with people and to climb mountains. And their roles and their responsibilities is to take you from one camp to the next camp to the next camp, to the next camp, until hopefully then you reach the summit. But a Sherpa can't do the climb for you. You have to do it for yourself. You can't become a climber by just listening to a Sherpa. You have to listen to them and then you have to climb with them. And that's just like us. We are Christians because we are followers of Jesus. So therefore we have to listen to his instruction and then actually follow him. Otherwise we're not Christians. If we're not following God, then we can't call ourselves Christians. So God is our Sherpa. So how do we listen to him so that we can then follow him? So I'm going to look at five different ways that God speaks to us. And Alpha have beautifully put them into letters that all match in a really clever way. So I've stolen it from Alpha. This is not my cleverness okay um so the first way that God speaks to us and often the most common way that God speaks to me and 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 us as Christians is through commanding scripture so through the Bible in 2 Timothy 3 it says all scripture was given as an inspiration of God when I was 10, I think that was the first time God spoke to me through a Bible verse. I was at a kid's event and they said, think about something that you want God to speak to you about. And I was thinking about school because I was really, I was going to a new school and I was really worried. And my best friend was going to a different school and I didn't know anybody and I was really worried. And I just prayed, God speak to me through the Bible. And I picked up the Bible and it just dropped into my head a psalm. And so I opened up the Bible and read the psalm and the psalm said, doesn't matter how high you go or how low you go, I will always be by your side. And that is the first time God spoke to me. God can speak to you children. He can give you a verse in your head and he can speak to you. And that verse was so comforting to me, not just because God was with me, but because I thought God cares enough about me to want to comfort me. As a 10-year-old girl who was nervous that didn't have any friends, God wants to comfort us. So God can speak to us through Scripture. And you can just open your Bible and read a verse, but that's kind of like, can be like picking 
picking up a horoscope, like just thinking, uh, this one. Um, but so that, so that is a way that God can use, but I wouldn't encourage that way because when you read things out of context, sometimes you can just pick and choose which bits you like to hear. So what I want to encourage you to do is to read the Bible regularly. Growing up, my dad was somebody that every morning without fail, every single morning, my entire life, he would be sat at the table reading his Bible at six in the morning and he would read his Bible for half an hour and then he would pray every single day. And that's amazing and that's inspiring and that's incredible. But it took me a long time to learn that's not how I do it. Because I thought that is how he did it. Therefore, that is how I should read the Bible. And I constantly felt like a failure because I can't do it that way. My brain doesn't work that way. My body won't sit still for that long. Um, I'm not that good at reading. So sitting and reading for half an hour is quite a tricky thing um, for me to do. But I found in different seasons of my life, I read my Bible in different ways. Sometimes I set myself the Bible in the year challenge. Sometimes I read um, on the Holy Bible app, just the daily Bible verse a day. Sometimes I listen um, to the audio, audio Bible. Sometimes I listen to Lectio 360. Sometimes, um, what else? Sometimes I um, will get a, a study Bible so I can read what other commentators have said and learn. Sometimes I pick a Bible verse and study it over time. Sometimes I study a subject, something that's relevant in my life at that minute, and I want to hear everything that people that the Bible says about that one thing. At different stages of my life, I read the Bible in different ways, and that is okay. You might be a person like my dad that every day can sit and read their Bible and God speaks to you that way. That is fantastic. But if that's not you, that doesn't mean the Bible is not for you. Find your way to read the Bible. Listen to the Bible if reading is a struggle. Um, there's lots of nice um, voices out there that now read the Bible. There's lots of apps that you can use. Listen to the Bible every day. It is so good for us and God speaks to us um, through that. In different times of my life, the Bible says different things, even if I'm reading the exact same story. And I was thinking about the Good Samaritan. How many times have I read that story? And different times, different things drop into my head. Sometimes I'm really on side of the of the the son that ran away and all of his struggles sometimes I feel really um I feel really strongly for the son that stayed at home sometimes I feel really strongly for the father depends on what's going on in my life as to how I read the bible and different points can be highlighted um and um and brought to us so I just want to encourage you keep reading. Even if you've read it a thousand times, maybe it's the first time reading it, keep reading, keep returning to it. Because when I read the Bible with different experiences, maybe in places of pain, maybe in places of joy, maybe in places of loneliness or struggle, the, different ver the same verse can say different things to my heart and God can speak to me at that time through that same passage that I have read my whole life. So my first encouragement and challenge is, let's think about how you're reading your Bible. How have you read your Bible this week? How have you read your Bible this month? Are you reading it regularly? Or do you need to rethink about how we're reading our Bible and commit to a new way? Because God is there waiting to speak to us. The second way that God speaks to us is another CS, compelling spirit. Psalm 32 says, I will instruct and teach you on the way to go and I will counsel you with my loving eyes upon us. You see, the, the Bible says 
that the Holy, that we, our bodies are a temple and the Holy Spirit live within us. The Holy Spirit leads us in a gentle way. And I find for me, the Holy Spirit, it's often a thought or an idea that drops into my head that hasn't previously been there or it doesn't feel like um, one of my ideas. Often when I'm in worship, when I'm in worship and I'm worshipping God and I just get a sense of God saying, you need to go and start a conversation with that person or you need to go and say sorry to that person. And I think, I didn't even think I had anything to say sorry for. Um, but often, it, often there is, often there's something, a conversation that needs to be had or, or something that needs to be done. And that's why the, the Holy Spirit is very gentle, isn't forceful, but can give us a strong desire to do something that wasn't there before. When I was... Um, uh, little girl like maybe 11 my mum took me and my sister to Uganda on a trip for two weeks and that was um, a very significant time in my life a very um, formative experience in my life but no one here really knows my mum my mum is a very very timid woman my mum would describe herself as shy as um, introverted as not very confident my mum had never been anywhere without my dad before my mum had never traveled um, alone before and she'd never taken us children anywhere before but just one day an idea just dropped into her head it was from the holy spirit that said you need to take two of your children Catherine and Naomi to Uganda by yourself and so what I'm trying to say is that was such a uncomfortable, so far removed from her life. She'd never even travelled anywhere, never mind Uganda and, or Africa or anywhere. My mum doesn't even like the heat. There's many things that mum doesn't like, but she just had this idea, this thought drop into her head that that's what she should do. And she felt incredibly peaceful about that decision. And that's the other thing. The Holy Spirit is always with us. So if this, is, if this is an idea or something from God, something that isn't from your thinking, isn't from your ideas, God also gives you a, a sense of peace about it. But with, when God speaks to us, it's always a two-way conversation. I was, it's like going to the doctors. You don't go to the doctor's appointment and sit there and say, I've got this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, and this wrong. Okay, see you later. You stay there and you wait and you sit and you listen to the answer and the response and the plan. And it's the same with us. So when we're speaking with God, let's be prepared that he is going to speak to us. Let's have, if you're, if you're praying with God, have your notes right there so you can jot things down that are coming to you in the moment. Thoughts that just drop into your head because, the, because you might not remember them later. And then later you can go back and look and be like, and just weigh it up and be like, God, is this you? We might not always see the benefit um, to responding to that voice. You might go and have that conversation with that person or you might send that message and might not see the benefit, but I just want to encourage you to be obedient to that. I have sent many a messages to people who I haven't seen for a long time just because I, they just dropped into my head and I just felt like I should say something positive or encouraging and not heard back. That's fine. As long as I've been obedient to what I feel like God was saying, that's all I can do. The third one is the council of the saints. The, sa the council of the saints is us, fellow Christians, each other. Proverbs 12 says, A fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. And so I just want to encourage you guys, coming to church, 
being amongst each other, committing to seeing each other um, regularly, coming here and hearing teaching, it's really important to kind of challenge us, prompt us, kind of just kind of keep refining us. But also going to things like LifePod is really, really important. If you're not in a LifePod, I want to encourage you to commit to a LifePod. And, and if you are in a LifePod, I want to encourage you to go. The beautiful thing about LifePods is they aren't just groups of friends that meet. Yes, you can have friendships in life pods, but the beautiful thing about life pods is they're not your natural circle of friends. And the reason why that's important is it is challenging. It's challenging when you're sat in a circle and you're talking about it and somebody has a totally different opinion from you. This, the, the rub is what, is what kind of helps kind of um, you filter and think and grit and all of that is really important for us. It's important for our growth and development. Um, but also having those Christian friends, those people who are, who are wise, those people that you trust, those people that you respect, that have the permission to challenge you, have the permission to pull you up on stuff, have the permission to say, I don't think what you're doing is a good idea and you will stop and listen to that person. Because we need each other, we're on this journey together. And sometimes we can go way off on a tangent and we need our church family to say, come over here. What are you doing over there? That's not a good idea. We need those friends that will say, your attitude at the minute isn't okay. You need to forgive that person or you need to do, you need to do this. We need each other on this journey to help us listen to God or remind us of what God has already told us. The fourth way that God speaks to us is through our common sense. We all have been given brains. We've all been given um, skills, talents, um, different things. And God has given us common sense. In Philippians 2, it says, God works in you to will and to act. He's given us brains to make our decisions and choices. We don't have to wait on God to decide whether we're going to work because the Bible tells us work is good for us, however that looks. We don't need to wait on the Bible to tell us that we need to invest in our relationships because the Bible tells us that we need to live in community with each other, that we need to be in, in relationships with each other. I knew a woman once who, um, who wouldn't ever vacuum her house unless God told her to. And I know that's but a part of me thinks, that's really clever. Maybe I should start doing that. Um, because she, she believed wholeheartedly that every minute of her day was for God and she would only do what God told her to do and wouldn't do it otherwise. I mean, that's quite a way to live. I wouldn't get very much done. I would just probably lay on my bed all day and be like, haven't heard from God yet. I'm just going to stay here. Um, but I just want to just encourage you. We have got brains. You know, God tells us, think them, you know, we, the, the, um, you know, marriage isn't for everyone, but marriage is good. Family isn't for everyone, but family is good. So it's kind of, if that's what you desire, is that's what you want, then, then do things proactively to kind of um, move forward in that direction. We don't have to wait for God to command every single step. We can make our own decisions as long as we have God in the forefront of mind and we commit our decisions to God. Um, often when people become Christians, it's, it's a new step, it's a new journey. And then you think, well, hang on a minute, what am I doing? Should I, should I be in this, in this relationship? Should I stay in this job? Should I, should I do this? Should I do that? Or should I just stop it all? Use common sense. Stay where you are unless God has called you into something else. 
Offer it up to God and say, God, speak to me about this or close this door if this is not of you. But otherwise, keep doing what you're doing and commit it to God. And the final way that God often speaks to us is through circumstantial signs. So Proverbs 16 says, you decide your course, but the Lord guides your steps. And in the Psalms, it says, commit your way to the Lord and trust him and he will act. I'm just going to tell you a little story about my journey. So many of you know I'm a midwife, but my journey into midwifery. So when I was a teenager, um, left college and everything, I, um, because of my previous experience, I went to live in Uganda for a bit. Um, and when I was there, I was thinking, I don't know what to do with the rest of my life. And I remember sat on a step being like, God, just tell me what you want me to do. And I'd be like, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to count to three, God. And then when I open it, please let there just be just something written in the sky. Um, just telling me because I didn't want to get it wrong. I didn't want to make a mistake. I wanted to do exactly what God wanted me to do. And I did this several times and it did not work. Um, (laughs) If it's happened to any of you, that's amazing. I read books on like, just like ridiculous titles, like God tell you your future step by step. Like all of these things, because I wanted to know exactly what I should be doing. And somebody gave me a really good piece of advice. They just said to me, if you don't have anything clear, just do what you enjoy. So I did what I enjoyed. I took, I took a couple of years out. I, I got a job, earned some money. I, what did I enjoy? I, um, odd things for people. I went into secondary schools and taught sex education. I um, gathered myself around young women and did like mentoring. I volunteered at the local pregnancy crisis centre to counsel people who were in that crisis. Um, what else? Yeah, just like things like that. Um, and um, then what happened was I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was just going to carry on doing this for a while and just trying to just figure it out. And one day somebody who I, who I really love and respect said to me, asked me what I'd been up to over the last couple of years. And I told them what I'd done. And they said, everything you do is, is, is kind of like around midwifery. Like you love um, talking about sex and relationships. You love... Um, pregnancy you love working with women and I was like oh yeah that is true so then we then started looking into midwifery and within a couple of days there was um clearing places through UCAS so like the university placement and I um uh there was a place at Teesside Uni Teesside's where I lived at Teesside Uni for midwifery so I applied for that course I got shortlisted for interview. I went for interview. I got through the interview and I got offered a place. And then I started two weeks later. It was a very quick turnaround. Once I started that course, I found out there was 24 of us on that course. 3,000 people had applied for those places. That was an incredible. So I can look back on that journey and I can see that God worked through the circumstances that I was in God was working as I was walking through it it didn't feel like it it felt a bit like oh gosh what's going on here like I don't know this newspaper says there's a place okay I could apply for that place I guess let's see but only afterwards did I look back and see God's hand in that but I also want to say about that situation is I didn't just sit and do nothing I proactively 
was looking for that. I, I had to massively prep for that interview. I didn't just go to that interview and be like, oh, well, God's will, no worries. If I get it, God will open the door. No, no, I had to push through that door. I had to prep. I was actually on holiday when that interview was happening and I had to travel back by myself from the holiday to go to that interview and then go back on the holiday. So it wasn't like everything was easy and the doors just, I just stood there and the doors just flew open for me. I had to physically take the next step and then the next sign and then the next sign. So I just want to encourage you, when you're in the circumstance, it doesn't always feel like God is speaking, but be proactive in it. Take the next step, push the door and just see, um, see what happens. So how do we know that it's God speaking to us and not just a really nice thought that we would quite like to happen? Um, a, few, a few kind of bits of advice is what, how God speaks to us will always be in line with the Bible. God will never tell us to do something that's against what he has already said. So it will always be in line with the Bible. So that's a really good way of filtering through what you're thinking that God is saying to you. Another thing is thinking, does this, what God is saying, does it strengthen, does it encourage and is it promoting love? If something isn't promoting love, then it isn't of God because God is love. And do you feel a sense of peace in it? Doesn't mean it's easy, doesn't mean it's perfect, but you, do you feel a supernatural sense of peace about what is being said? And I think about that, that 18 year old who wanted to do exactly what God's wanted me to do I wanted to do the exact destination of what God is saying but as we know with a relationship it's always a journey and I kind of think of God like like a like a sat nav a sat nav if you can make wrong turn after wrong turn after wrong turn a sat nav never gets would you just turn around and go in the direction that I'm telling you it's the same voice that just says make a left turn turn right now it's the same tone, it's the same voice and that is the same as God. God is infinitely patient. God will always guide us back to where we need to be and it isn't a straight line. It's a journey and it's a journey with him. When, you, when, um, when Joe climbed up Kilimanjaro, he didn't walk from the bottom in a straight line to the top. He had to meander around the mountain on the best route and that is the same with God. It's not a straight line. He will guide us, even though it might feel like we're going in a different direction to where we thought we should be. He will guide us on that journey. Okay, so these five words, I'm just going to read them out again if the band want to kind of make their way back up. Commanding scripture, so through the Bible. Compelling spirit, so through the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Rowan. That's lovely. Um, counsel of the saints, so through the church, through each other, through common sense, through our, through our brains and what we already know, and circumstantial signs, so what is already going on, what is God doing, and, and how is he leading us with what we've got right now. So as the band just start to play, I just kind of want everyone to just kind of get into a comfortable position. I know it's warm, so if I ask you to close your eyes, that might be dangerous, but close your eyes because it really helps you kind of concentrate on what, of, of what's going on. And I just want to encourage you just to pray and just to, whatever's going on in your life right now, you might have a particular thing that you're really praying for. It could be um, for, a, for a situation or a circumstance or a person could be for a healing it could be for whatever it is or you might not have anything in particular and that's fine 
But what you want you to do is just to say to God, God, I know you're speaking. So just help me here. And it may be that you might get a Bible verse drop into your head. You can get on your phone or open the Bible and have a little look at that verse and see if that verse is relevant to you right now. It may be that the Holy Spirit just drops a thought into your head. Something that you need to do. Someone that you need to talk to. Something that you need to just start making steps towards. It might be the counsel of the saints. It might be that you need to have a conversation with somebody and go and ask their advice and and go with an open heart listening to what they're going to say. Common sense. Is it just something that you have been thinking and thinking over and over where actually there's quite a clear answer in front of you and you just need to make a deliberate decision to move towards that? Or circumstantial signs. Is there anything that's right in front of you now in your life that you just need to say to God, God, I'm just committing this to you because I'm not sure, but I am going to take that step forward. And if it is of you, please give me the peace and give me the way. But if it's not of you, please, can you clearly close that door for me? So just take some time now and just speak to God, just you and him. come to you now then I want to encourage you to act on it or write it down straight away if you need to send a message to somebody you can do that now if you need to look up a bible verse do that now if you need to come and and want to be prayed for with somebody whether that's next to you or whether you want to come down the side and have some prayer then do that now just otherwise just take this time to think about how this week you're going to engage with the bible how this week you're going to make room to listen to god how this week is it going to be a two-way conversation god i thank you that you are you have an infinite patience with us God, I thank you that you are love and that you long for a relationship with us. God, help us follow you as our mountain guide, as our Sherpa. Help us learn to listen to your voice so no matter the noise, we can always tune into you. God, give us what we need so that we can engage with you, God. Give us wisdom to carve out time with you. Give us, give us, yeah, just wisdom. Just to just cut out, cut out things that we don't need and let us prioritise time with you.
Owen has written down here, God is light. God is here. God goes to every place. 